0: Lock Talk Radio. At first, I was afraid. I was such a Kept thinking I could never live without you by my side. But then I spent so many nights thinking how oh, you did me wrong. And I grew strong. And I learned how to get along.
1: Valentine's Day here in the States, February the 14th. This is Off the Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason. And that song by Gloria Gaynor, I Will Survive, I picked that song for a very special purpose. We decided that the gang that I have, that has lit up my board, and I decided that rather than giving out chocolates and and flowers and hearts and all the the stuff that normally is given out during Valentine's, we were going to give people a very special gift and that is the gift of being strong and surviving when it comes to domestic abuse and bullying because it's at an epidemic proportion you know and now we have the me too movement which may or may not be a good movement but the the fact is there is domestic abuse and there is bullying and it it runs the whole sphere of little ones to big ones It crosses color, it crosses religion, it crosses everything. So tonight, with the help of a few of my friends, that being Garrett Palmincher, Sage I, Dina Palmincher, Amelia Poole, Sherry Rinsler, and the Andy Thought Ladies, Jade and Winona, we are not only going to talk about this subject, but we're going to offer some solutions. So join us. Listen in, share this, because it's a very important show. We're going to run for an hour and a half. And I want to thank the sponsors for this show that have helped this show become a success. Uh, the Andy Thought Ladies is one of those sponsors. We'll be playing their ad a little later because they're going to be doing something special in the state they live in. And then we have CC Chamberlain. She has a podcast called Inside Your Life with CC, and it is a motivational Passionate conversation. CC interviews people who are living their true purpose, whether it be a professional boxer, an author, or a history enthusiast. CC strives to give you hope for a brighter day with her inspirational words. So download, subscribe, and listen as CC guides you to pursue your dreams and for you to live your best life. This fantastic show is available on podcast. iTunes, Google Play, and everywhere else that podcasts are available. Also, want to welcome to the sponsorship author Diane Mote, and we will be playing her ad a little bit later. Ladies and gentlemen, thank y'all for everything that you do for this show. As of this morning, we have reached just on the show. I have not had time to run all the numbers because, as most of y'all know, I'm taking my husband back and forth to radiation. But just on this show, we're at ninety-six thousand seven hundred ninety-six listeners. And just let that oh. sink in. A yeah. We're not even two years old, and we're at 96,796 listeners. That's between the live show and the, the archive show. It's not my show. It is your show. Thanks, guys. It's, <laughs> it's the show of the guests. It's the show of the listeners, and I want to thank you. In Australia, I hope you're listening because you are our biggest listening base with 93% of the listening audience, and I thank you for that. So with that being said, let's get down to the show. And as I introduce my guests, I'm going to get them to say hello so that you will recognize their voice when I call on them because sometimes we get excited and we all try to talk at once and then nobody can hear anything. <laughs> so <laughs> Garrett, Sage, and Dina, say hello. Hello.
0: How's hello. it going?
2: Hey, Yvonne. It's good to be here again. I, I just want to take a minute to say that I am the luckiest fella ever <laughs> on Valentine's Day, I get to spend Valentine's Day on the air with some of the most passionate, powerful, and beautiful women that anywhere in the arts and entertainment industry. So thank you, Yvonne, for having me in.
1: You are welcome, and thank you. You know, I didn't realize that when we set this show up, that you were going to be the only guy. We couldn't be in better company, I'm telling you. And see, ladies and gentlemen, y- we're going to get two perspectives on this. So... Miss Sherry, author Sherry Rensler, who I absolutely love. Say hello to the to the audience.
3: Hello to the audience. And a special big shout-out to the folks in Australia who happened to give me lots of love lately, and I love you back. And to you, Yvonne, thank you so much for doing this show. It's really important. And to you, Garrett, boy, I tell you, you need a rose for that comment.
4: Yeah, i Winona. I will... I will. I,
2: I'll settle for a copy of the book And Now. How's that? There you hey, go. You got so it. it.
1: Jaden right. Winona, welcome. This is their first time on this show, and I am so blessed to have them. When they found out that we were doing the show, they said, can we please be a part of this? And I said, absolutely. So welcome, ladies. Thank you for the honor of sharing an hour and a half with us. Well, thank, thank you for you. having
5: us. This is Jay, by the way. And
6: this is Winona. And, and Mr. Garrett over there, who taught you how to schmooze?
5: Also, <laughs> awesome. this is why you've been married for so long
1: Exactly and last, last but not least the, the We had played around with having this show I was not sure if, if we were going to be able to pull it off But something happened and I said I don't care what else happens in our life This show is going live and the reason that that I was so adamant about it, and I told Garrett what I wanted to do, and he was all for it. Told Sherry, she was all for it. Told the Andy's about. It. They, everybody was for it. A a young lady, who is a a um, cosplayer, who is a beautiful, beautiful young woman, was cyberbullied by a male, and it broke her heart. Well, y'all know me long enough to know that I am passionate about people who are bullied and abused. You you, want to see the southern bitch come out? Let me find out about it. Not only do monkeys fly, but bodies will never be found. (laughs) (laughs) So I I found out that Amelia had been cyberbullied, and I immediately friended her, and I said, Honey, I got your back. So, without further ado, welcome Miss Amelia to the show and thank you for spending an hour and a half with us.
7: Hi, guys. For, for those of you who don't know, for those listeners that don't know
1: uh,
7: my my real name, I'm Harlequin Arts Cosplay. So, if you know me, my bat, here I am.
1: And she not only has a beautiful, normal voice, she knows how to be characters <laughs> in cosplay. I mean, she was doing all kinds of stuff earlier. Ah, uh, yes. So without further ado, I am going to let Amelia start off by telling what happened, and then Jada and Winona, I want to start with y'all and get y'all's input, and then we'll go to Sherry, and then we'll go to Garrett, and that way we won't be talking over each other. So, Amelia, if you will start off and tell the folks what happened and how upset you were and how you've handled it. Well, back in,
7: I'm not even sure, mid-last year, mid-2017, I started working with a magazine called Guests of Gotham. And keep in mind, I'm an industry-turned-model, so you can't BS me in this field. Um, I started noticing things that just different phrasing the editor, Corey Tips, would use, different things he'd ask me to do, and it all set off a ton of red flags, and I decided that I no longer wanted to be a part of Guests of Gotham. He was not professional. He obviously didn't know what he was doing, and he wouldn't take any form of criticism or advice. That I'd offer is someone who really has worked in this industry successfully. Uh, he asked me to do a lot of rather sexual poses uh, in my for my classic Harley suit, which is the 1992 animated series Harley Quinn. I pride myself on being a kid-friendly Harley Quinn. Garrett, I know that. Your son, Michael, has interacted with my Harley on several occasions.
2: Yes. As a matter of fact, I'm staring at a note here, and I I would be remiss if I did not read it. Michael is actually across the hall getting ready for bed, but he did want me to to, uh, remind you, Amelia, uh, and I'm going to read this so that I get it right. Whenever there's a jerk, remember, Cosplay Michael loves you. Oh. Uh-huh. Thank
7: you, Michael, and I'll see you at Sci-Fi Bartow this weekend. I'll be Catwoman and I'll be Zool.
1: <laughs> so, what happened, um, Amelia, well, I, I, when, when you started... I, I, called, um, him out.
7: I called him out okay. several times. Several times. And he'd be apologetic, and then go right back to what he was doing. So... I told him, okay, you wanted to use me. I won the contest to be on the very the front cover of the Fifty Shades of Harley issue. Use me for that. That's fine. After that, I want nothing to do with your magazine. Do not use my photos. Leave me out of it. Leave me alone. Do not contact me. More power to you. Leave it at that, please. And he got kind of nasty with me, but... I pretty much told him, you're not changing my mind, leave me alone. And I blocked him. Now, I didn't remember that the guests of Gotham magazine, which I found out they are not, they do not have the copyright licensing to use the name Gotham from DC.
3: Ooh, that's trademark. uh
7: uh-huh. hmm Uh-huh. Um... I found out that they're not completely legitimately published either. I know that a lot of the stuff I sent Corey I think out of the at least fifty, sixty pictures I've sent him, I only saw two or three posted anywhere. Mhm. He said that they were going off to artists. I never saw anything. Um You know, I forgot they had an Instagram because it was never active. I got a message from Mr. Tips via the guests of Gotham Instagram. Now, if any of you are skeptical on any of this, I have screenshots upon screenshots and screenshots within screenshots of all of this. I have documented proof that all of this happened. Um, Soliciting me for private photos. feel like you can all use your imagination on what you wanted in those private photos. None of it would have been kid-friendly. Um, I didn't respond, and I sent that off to one of my good friends. I took a screenshot and sent it to one of my good friends, the Echo Enigma, who is unable to be with us tonight. Eddie really needs to just take some time and work on Eddie, and that's perfectly fine. We all need to take time to make sure that we ourselves are okay before we can help other people. Um, and so Eddie confronted Corey, and Corey said, oh, no, it's just for art. It's fine, and Eddie and I both immediately called BS. We both messaged him and said, you're telling us two different stories. Why? You're trying to pay me for sexual photos, and you're telling Eddie that it's for art. Um... Now, I do admit, a while back, I did have a slightly more adult blog with one of my exes. Before this, long before this, this was years ago, I had backed out. I told my ex, you know what, this really isn't something I want to do. You can post stuff of you if you want, but leave me out of it. After that ex dumped me, he posted some photos I'd sent him as revenge porn. And mm-hmm. Corey found these photos, the revenge photos, not not the stuff I'd posted. If I would have reacted very differently if it was some stuff I'd posted. But this is stuff that Corey knows was posted non-consensually of me.
4: Mm-hmm.
7: And he sent a message to Ed saying, mm-hmm. you know what, sorry, to the Enigma saying, well, you know what, how about if I hear a word out of you or your girl again, this gets posted everywhere. This blog gets posted everywhere. And that's the moment that I decided, ladies, he's only got, not even ladies, anyone, if anyone's harassing you, take the power away from them. It only matters, it's, they're only going to be able to control you if you give them the power to control you. So I went on my Facebook Live, Yvonne, you saw the video. Yep. Posted live to my Cosplay page explaining exactly what I just explained to, to all of you. Yes, those photos, if any of you have seen them, those are me. And that is something that happened, but I'm not ashamed. And think about it this way. Yeah, there's there's some unclosed photos of me on the Internet. Big deal. What type of person uses that as blackmail?
1: Winona and Jade, your perspective on this. Are you all still with me?
0: Sherry, what's your... I'm waiting
7: for them.
1: Uh, I will say
7: that... Since oh,
1: I'm then. sorry, one out. Yeah, you're there. There you sorry, are. Sorry, dear. Go ahead. Go ahead. At
7: least since then, uh, at least, I don't know, between 12 and 20, maybe, other women have messaged either me or Ed. There have been a lot of girls who worked with Guests of Gotham. I cannot remember all of your names. I'm so sorry. I will get those to a bond so she can mention you. Um, have come forward to tell me very similar stories. It isn't just me. Corey talks to these girls, think think like like a pimp sending a girl out for her first go. He grooms them and he he manipulates them, he picks Harleys because we all have a piece of our character inside us. And Harleys are generally a little more submissive. She picks beginning so, cosplayers.
1: So, Sherry, if, if knowing what you know now, because you and I both have traveled many miles <laughs> and, and, and put up with a whole lot of bullshit, what is your take on this? Because he tried to hold power over Amelia, and Amelia did the right thing. She said, watch this, I'm taking the power. Had she not taken the power, what would have happened?
3: Gosh, it's it's, so many things had the potential to go wrong here. It's the list is endless, but without stepping back and making claim to your life the way Amanda did, Amelia, Amelia did,
0: Amelia,
3: Um, yeah. um, Without doing what you did, you would have become a very small little person and i think the damage would have been lifelong because you would have seen not only your reputation go down the dumper but your the perspective that people develop of you would have been i mean whether you meant it to be that way or not it was going all bad down the toilet and And you were just like, whoa, no, wait a minute. This is not who I am. People are seeing something that I'm not. He's making that happen, and I'm going to stop making it happen. And the fact that you were able to do that spoke volumes more about you and so much less about him, and that's where the power is. When we step back and we say, hold it, this is my life, and this is who I am, and you will see this. And we see then the truth and it it gives it shines the mirror on a light. It is like illuminating people in ways that they themselves cannot do. And it, it's incredible that you could do that. The world is so much more, um, with with cyber tools the way we have them now. The world is so much more immediate and ugly and and reactive in ways that it never was when Yvonne and i were young i mean when when guys took pictures of you and you know back in those days there were polaroids you know
0: <laughs> and, <they laughs> there were no, and there, yeah, was the there were no
3: you know there wasn't cyber or anything you took a polaroid you put it in the mail it was gone forever and your reputation was was ruined and that was that there was no getting it back and um i just think women when you're young you do things <coughs> That you may regret, that you may you may think later, oh my God, why did I do that? And instead of being punished for it, we should be allowed to say, hey, I did some stupid things without feeling like we are made to be shamed and uh, set ourselves up to be abused and misused because of the things we do. And then that we do things that we're not ashamed of, which men try to take advantage of. And I'm going to say, Garrett, excuse me, I'm going to say men because usually it's a man. Statistics prove it's a man. There are very few instances, but there are a few, where women have been the abusers of men in this manner. Um, they're not really very highly documented. So we say the men are the abusers. But it's, it's, it's incredible that Amelia was able to do this, and had she not, I'm telling you, woman, your life would be totally different right now. You would just... He would own her. It would be beyond, beyond owning. Everyone else would look at you with those sly little looks, and the whispers would be never ending. And once and you lost.
1: And with that, let me run this end for our lovely Jade and Winona. We'll be right back. We are with a whole lot of friends of mine, and we'll rejoin them shortly.
6: One. And Wilona, the lovable narcissist from the, the Women's Cave, Cave Podcast. Podcast.
5: Inviting you to join us in person or streaming at the Inspirational Women and in Literature Conference on March 17th. Get tickets to the conference, buy our books, or watch the TV show Just Right in Life at andwethought.com or thewomanscave.com. So peace and love from Wilnona and Jade.
1: And we are back. This is Off the Chain with your host, Yvonne Mason. And tonight we have a whole room full of guests uh, Jade Pomister, Sage I, Deanna Pomister, Amelia Poole, Sherry Rensler, and the Andy Thought Ladies, Jade and Winona. Jade, what was your thought on Amelia's story?
5: Gee, i you Oh, okay. So, I oh, mean, wow, <laughs> normally Winona has all the things to say. She's the narcissist. But I was going to say that it, it took some, some wisdom to know, first of all, you saw the red flags and then to act upon them. as we talk about all the time to, to women all over or people well, all over, it's not only to see the red flags, just don't ignore them, to act on them, to see, oh, something's not right, and then to trust yourself enough to know that something's not right and something needs to be done. And so if you hadn't done that, you've probably been in deeper than you were before you got out. And
1: something to add to this? Yes, absolutely. I was going to say, I just
6: want to give you an amazing just prop. Yes, I'm old, so I'm using very old slang.
5: You're not that old. I'm <laughs> on, <our own>
6: <laughs> on the side that you have, you have the self-worth and you have the know-it-all to be like, I've given him way too much power, so this is going to be a mistake that I'm going to make in my life, and I'm willing to accept that. Because a lot of times it's women who are like, okay, I I woke up, I see that there is going, this is a mistake, but I can't accept the mistake or I can't accept the failure, I I don't know, and then I can't accept the consequences that may happen. And so they continue to give power because of what could happen. In this case, you were like, it's, it's just better for me to take control over my own life. And that is amazing. I feel horrible that you were in that situation to begin with. And you controlled the mood, which is always a great thing. Definitely. Ab- Garrett. That's
1: Garrett PR on us. Be- <laughs> Garrett, <laughs> it's your turn to weigh in on this ugly man that he may disappear.
2: <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I want to start by saying how much we all here applaud Amelia for standing up for – you know, really taking a stand and saying, no more, I won't be bullied, I won't be blackmailed, I won't have anything used against me, um, because that took a lot of guts. And, uh, you know, this this Amelia story first came to us, um, believe it or not, through through little Michael, because uh, he does follow what Amelia does in cosplay online, and uh, we go through his news feed with him, Regularly and show him, you know, who's doing what and where. And we came across Amelia's video where she talked about this happening. And Michael didn't. Michael seven. He doesn't understand a lot of what was happening. What he understood was that someone he thought dear to him was bullied and moved to tears. And it doesn't take any kind of. You uh, you can be a child and see someone hurting and just know that it's wrong. And, um, you know, typically speaking, there are a lot the Internet and, and social media. And because we all all of us here in this room make a living in social media and with the Internet, um, you see a lot of things that happen and a lot of events that take place around you. And you, you so you pick your battles. Um, but it was impossible not to pick Amelia's battle because no one in in good conscience could look at Michael and say, no, we're not going to stand up for your friend. No, we're not going to take a side because this is just wrong and have that conversation. And Amelia, thank you for allowing us to have that conversation with our young man to teach him what is and is not appropriate for a man in the world. And giving us an example to show him of what not to do um, when you're, when you're in a relationship of any kind, professional or personal with with a member of the opposite sex Um, because it's, 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 it's something that you, it has to be addressed with young men, with, with all young people today. It needs to be addressed how we treat other people. And so many of the things that we all grew up on that were considered cliche, treat others like you want to be treated. They just, they, they become passe sayings that don't have any weight behind them until, until you have an example, until you can show someone what the fallout from from being a bad human being is and the fallout is pain and suffering for other human beings and so we applaud you amelia and and of course we stand behind you and we're so happy that you have taken your power and and kept it and not given it away and and you helped us to show our young man how to be a better man as he grows up and and so you know that's our perspective on it and and i think all the the girls hit on the right spots and that is that bullying cyberbullying sexual predation these are not about attraction they're not they're not even about sex they're they're about power they're right. about someone holding power over another human being and the most powerful independent strong stance that anyone can take is to take their power back. No one holds power over you that you don't give to them. And when Amelia stepped forward and said, this is my power, these are my photos, this is my likeness, this is my passion, and no one can take that away from me, that sends a very powerful message. I know just for the audience out there uh, on Off the Chain, uh, Amelia's message was seen over over 15,000 times because it resonates with people. And I know not just raising a young man, but raising a young man who happens to have uh, an interest in cosplay modeling um, and in, be, in being a part of this community, um, it's important to show him that as he gets older, no one can take his power. And Amelia, thank you.
1: And that that brings me to, um, back to Sherry, because Sherry has statistics on bullying. And ladies and gentlemen, believe it or not, it is more prevalent than most people know. And the unintended consequences, and I say unintended because bullies don't think things through. They're just bullies. The unintended consequences is, more times than not, a life is snuffed out or a life is totally irreparable. And when you tear the fabric of that life, you tear the tapestry of our future. Sherry, what are the statistics on bullying?
3: Well, you you would be surprised. Um, and first I want to add my, I would say bravo to Amelia, and I do I uh, think you are an incredibly tough woman, and I applaud you, and I respect you tremendously for what you did. Um, but Thank you, everyone. The uh, the statistics are only recent statistics, and I do want to add that, that there have been a lot of things that happened in the past which have not been recorded because they didn't know they needed to keep statistics back then, and we do think that these numbers are actually a lot higher than what I'm going to talk about, so I want to just add that. Um one in three people are bullied in their life. Think about that. One in three people, out of the millions and millions of people on this planet, one in three are going to be actively bullied. And prevention programs have not yet proven to be, have any effect except modest results. So that's one thing I want to look at tonight is what can we do to amp up the prevention uh, to work against bullying. Um, most of the bullying takes place it's verbal and social, believe it or not. It's not sexual. Um, it's usually name-calling and teasing, especially among teens, 18, and younger. Um, and it's because it seems like the bully knows how to target and manipulate the insecurities. And you know when we're teenagers, oh, my God, are we a- playing with our insecurities. And a bully has an instinct to go right for those things that make us the weakest and give them the power. And less than 20% of the people who are bullied will actually tell someone, talk to an adult, especially teenagers. They don't want to admit, they feel shame, that they were embarrassed, that they feel powerless because someone has their number. And so they don't know what to do. Um, it seems that 28% of those who um, are in grades 6 through 12 are bullied, 20% in grades 9 through 12. Um, report it. But 30% of those in grade 6 through 3 have been bullied and have not told anybody. And that's not cyberbullying. That's just bullying in general. And that's a scary number. But almost 70% of all kids, 18 and younger, have seen bullying in some form and have not reported it. 70%. We need to Find a way to encourage kids to talk to us without fear of reprisal or shaming or blaming or anything that adults like to do. We need to find a way to step back and be more open and encouraging and accepting and 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 find a way to um, empower these young people to have the courage to say it happened to me first off I mean. We can say, look at all these beautiful adult women who have come forward and said, this happened to me. But kids are not so wanting to to express themselves that way Um, because the shame and the blame is still there. And of these numbers that I'm talking about, only about 15% of grades 9 through 12 have experienced cyberbullying. And we hear more about cyberbullying because this is a technological revolution. We're all tuned in to the cyberbullying landscape, but there's an awful lot that's not happening on the computer. And here's the most scary statistic of all. Out of everybody who's been bullied in school, whether it's kindergarten or high school, four out of ten will eventually drop out of school. And out of those four who drop out of school, one of those will commit suicide.
1: And that's the heartbreak. Because w- Winona, would you not agree that once that life is snuffed out or permanently damaged, that that has ripped a piece of the fabric of our future that we can never get back?
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
1: I would agree. How, Amelia? Beca- be- we know you're a strong woman, and we know you took your power back, which is difficult to do, ladies and gentlemen. I understand mm-hmm. that. Trust me, I do. But, Amelia, what what was within you to, to say, okay, you may put this out there. You may post it everywhere. You think you're going to blackmail me, but I'm not going to allow it. What was the light bulb that went off in your head that made you say, I'm bigger than this
0: Well
7: personally so- it wasn't it wasn't necessarily a light bulb. Um it was more of a, a build up event of events that finally made me say, you know what? No, this is enough. I don't let a lot of my personal life seep through to my cosplay or or to anything. I I'm not a very happy story, I'm going to be honest with you. I have been close to suicide on two or three occasions, and have tried once. I was mentally abused throughout two different relationships, a lot of gaslighting. I've got a panic disorder because of my father. And I've spent a lot of my life feeling completely helpless. Still to this day, if mostly men, sorry, Garrett, Scream around me, not even at me. Yell or scream around me. I go into survival mode. Because when my mom died, I totally uh-huh. understand. When my mom died when, I, totally I, was little, when mom, dad, and I was little, I raised my little sisters. So I'd put myself between my dad's misdirected anger and my little sisters. Um and Finally, after what Corey did, you know, like I said, I have, you know, and it just got to a point where I'm I'm sitting here and I'm going, I am a black belt in, in Taekwondo. I've trained in 11 different martial arts. I'm a triple threat musical theater performer. I have forced myself and pushed myself through so much. And I have done so much to try to... I moved away from all of the negativity and the abuse from my house twice. I moved from all the way out of Oregon when I was 12 to Montana, where it turns out that that was just as much of a bad situation as it was in in Oregon. And I, I moved away from there. I saved up when I turned 18, and I moved from Montana to Florida by myself. And... I'm sitting here going, you know what, if I can do that, this might not be pretty, but honey, survival ain't pretty. No, it isn't. I'm not, I'm not, after everything I have been through, after all of the abuse I have suffered, I'm not going to let anyone make me feel like I'm worth less. I didn't exactly. tell my family about this for two weeks after it happened because I knew exactly how they'd respond and I was right. Guys, I'm 21. I know I'm young but I am by no means legally a child.
1: And not I only that, Amelia, with, not only are you no longer legally a child, you also have the ability to reason and to understand and know when things aren't right. And, and to take exactly. action. Exactly.
7: And what I was yes, met well, with from my dad my dad told me I need to stop cosplaying because I shouldn't wear what I wear. And if I didn't wear these things, then this wouldn't happen. Oh, wrong. My grandmother, my grandmother told me that it was because I was stupid and because I I put all this stuff out there. Same thing with my aunt. And they asked me, you know, why do you put these things out there? And at the time, I I was really upset, and I just kept saying, I don't know. But my answer to them now would be because it's how we learn. I don't care what any form of learning chart says. Yes, there's three different types of learning. There's auditory, visual, and kinesthetic. But I would argue that in social situations, almost all of us are kinesthetic learners. We have to make the mistake. We have to do the stupid thing. Yes, it was a stupid thing, and I did the stupid thing. So what? And okay,
3: I got to agree with her here. How many of us have gone to the copier in the office? You know, they, we all see the jokes about sitting on the copier and photocopying the butt or the boob or whatever. Hey, that was real and it was prolific and it was done by so many people. And that was long before, like I, like I said, long before we had, you know, smartphones and, you know, instant picture taking and Snapchatting and snap, Snapchatting and things like that. And, and, you know, we've been doing this for a long time, making these, Horrific boo boos. But well,
2: you know, it, it, it's uh, hold on, to hear.
1: hold on, guys. Let me run these two ads right quick because we're fixing to get deep, and I don't want us to run out of time. So we'll, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we're going to come right back with this discussion. We ain't going anywhere, so y'all don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
0: Sometimes
1: you see something which changes the course of your life forever. For Sam Holden, that something was the body of an abused dog on the side of the road. Dumped there like garbage, without a name. Follow Sam as she becomes a vigilante for abused animals, always hunting for the monster who started it all. No matter where her cause leads her, she never forgets the faceless man who ignited her rage. When the two finally come together, who will survive? Doggone is the first in Diane Moat's thriller series, which reviewers are calling action-packed and suspenseful and hard to put down. Doggone can be found on Amazon Kindle. For all Diane Moat's other novels, check out her author page at dianemoteauthor.com. Do
0: you have cougars on your porch swing? Our <coughs> horse is your new best friend? Do your nicest shoes get buried knee-deep in snow as your toes
2: turn blue? Are you bothered by wolves at your woodpile? No, not that kind of wolf. Join wildlife artist and author Nancy Quinn and her family as they discover an exciting new life in Go West, Young Woman, a true Montana adventure. Available online and in bookstores. Or visit QuinnWildlifeArt.com for a personalized signed copy. Critics agree. It's a hoot.
1: And we are back. This is Off the Chain with your host, Yvonne Mason, and a few of my friends. We're having an intimate conversation about the horrors and the survival of bullying and domestic abuse and how we are survivors. We are not victims because as long as we classify ourselves as victims... They have the power. My my guests tonight are Garrett Pominster, Sage I, and Deanna Pominster with Hanging With Web, cosplay um, Amelia Poole, author Sherry Rinsler, and the Andy Thought Ladies, Jaden Winona. And we were discussing about how Amelia has traveled so far and, of course, Some of the things that were said by her family that if she had dressed, hadn't dressed that way, it would not have happened, and that she was stupid. Well, Sherry jumped in and. Was in the middle of saying something and we had to take a break, so now we're back. So Sherry and Garrett were fixing to interact here, so let's pick up where we left off.
3: Um, I'm just going to reiterate that you know I'm 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 with Amelia here that we are all have done the stupid thing, and and this takes me back to the shaming and blaming, because back then, like I was saying, who hasn't jumped on the photocopy machine, the Xerox machine, and said, let me let me take a picture of my butt or you know, and then send this to Joe or tape it to Joe's desk or whatever, and we've all done it. We've seen people do it. We've laughed about it, and back then nobody said, let me keep a copy of this, and, and won't you sign it for me, and now I'm going to blackmail you. You know, it, cyber cyber life took on a whole new meaning, and it has a whole new malevolence that we didn't have before, and I'll let you talk now, Garrett,
2: sorry. <laughs> no, no, not at all, not, not at all, because, because your point was actually where, where I was going, because, again – Bullying someone, blackmailing someone, um, uh, harassing someone in this way is, as I said before, as, as we've all said, um, is about power. and it's about our individual power. And that, I think that's what Amelia touched on is that as we learn in our lives, um, part of part of our learning is to learn what our independence costs, what what are the consequences of every action that we have. But the power to make those decisions is something that we need in order to grow and turn the knowledge we gain along the journey into wisdom because we have to retain that power. Whether it's the power to decide for yourself to jump on the copying machine or the power to share an intimate image with uh, someone you you feel close with at that moment, or or you know what, or with the world for that matter. I, I want to remind the Maybe listeners it. out there, and remind our our guests even. Uh, Playboy magazine's cover was founded with an image that was bought from a calendar of Marilyn Monroe, who was the hottest uh, entertainer of her time, who had taken an image ten years before she was famous, and that image was found uh, years later. But the the key to to this kind of 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 growth and learning is consent. The key is your ability to say, I want to do this. I want to, to have this image or the power to say, I don't. And at the moment when, and this is again, y'all, I know that y'all have suffered far more than I will even know about, but as a, as a man, um, the key to any successful relationship in business or in, in romance uh, or in any other way is, is consent. I would like to be with this person. This person would like to be with me, um, in, in business, in romance, in friendship. And that consent is everything. And the moment that Amelia said, I don't consent to this image being out there. The moment that she said, I don't consent to be a part of this, uh, business anymore was the moment that the, the business owner in this case, um, that's where he screwed up. That was the moment that it was all over for him because consent was withdrawn, and the only answer at that, at that point is yes, ma'am. Um, and I may just be a little old-fashioned a little southern, but that's the only answer is yes, ma'am. When consent is withdrawn, it's withdrawn. Uh, I'm part of that generation that grew up to learn that no means no, and it's not about action. It's about anything. No means no. No picture, no publication, no business dealings, no romantic dealings, no means no and it doesn 't matter when the no comes it doesn 't matter if you made the copy of your butt on a photo on a, on a copy machine and then said no don 't show it to anybody or if you took a picture and put it on um, any number of social media outlets and then said no i don 't want that out there anymore. The moment you withdraw consent your your power is at play, and that is when someone like this. Uh, gentleman says, No, it's my power, I'm gonna do it anyway. And that that's what's wrong. That's where this bullying comes from is from people not understanding the boundaries of what your where your power ends and where your neighbor's power begins. And so
1: when Winona- <laughs> let me ask you a question because Amelia sure. brought yeah. up something that is to me it it's very important, especially in the, the growing, the, the teaching and rearing of children. Because my, ex, my, my children's father, that word was his favorite word. We were all stupid. And it took me a long time to teach my children that no, you're not stupid. Sometimes you might do some stupid and foolish things, but you're not stupid. So, my question to you, Winona, is when someone tells another person, you are stupid. What would your your recommend recommendation I can't talk anymore of <laughs> a retort yeah, No, it's actually a wonderful show. Of a retort back to that person to get your power back because we all know that when one is bullied and one is in a domestic violence relationship which they're intertwined that after a time that word is like chipping away at, at a a piece of a rock, pretty soon it just disintegrates. So how would you tell somebody, the first time that word comes out of somebody's mouth, what would you say?
6: Okay, so the first time that word came out of my mouth, I would definitely analyze my actions. And if I felt my actions were within my definition of intelligence, then I would probably ignore the advice. And I, we all know that Doing any sort of bullying or abusive relationship, that is not going to be the first and the last time you're going to hear that word. In fact, at this point, it's probably going to be like a a hook to a song. Mm -hmm. It it plays, it plays long enough that you remember those those first few words of the chorus, and it's normally "you're stupid, you're dumb, and you're worthless." Those literally the the three word arc of that chorus, but. If you can just remember and hold on to like small things of yourself that you find are worthwhile, that you know are intellectual, kind of stay in touch with the person that you know and treasure, then it's a great way to inside your mind battle back from being smothered by this negativity of being you're stupid or you're worthless. On the other hand, I should say that's what I did in my my mind, but if you – other time, if you're in the sort of trouble where it's gone beyond words or the words are just getting too much, definitely consider taking yourself out of the equation, like our dear guest here did tonight, Amelia. Right? Uh-huh. That is your name. Yeah,
5: I'm bad at names. I'm so <laughs> bad.
6: I know she forgets
5: my name all the time. She's like, What's your name? You know, and I'm Jade, and I've been with her like all her life. I was literally about to pull her cheeks. Tell me what something. So, anyway.
6: No, but um, if you can remove yourself from that situation like Amelia did, with, or like what Garrett said, regain your power with uh, the word no. It would be in your head, or it would be through the actions of removing yourself from the equation, like Amelia. It's a, gr- a great idea to do that. If you think you can go and handle it, then try. If you want, but hey, okay, I, I wouldn't suggest it. Oh, also, I wanted to say, Amelia, I think it's awesome that you showed us the difference between being a survivor and being a victim because you were talking about how you had seen so much abuse or you had been in between the abuse of your sisters and and your father and that sort of thing, you tried to shield them, but you took that information and you didn't say, oh, I was a victim of, oh, sad, poor me, look what's happened to me again. See, I'm always a victim. You learned from that and you became a survivor. And this is one of the things you can really tell because at 21 you had the maturity to know when to take your power back before it got. So horrible that it would just have been impossible to do.
1: Indeed. I'm glad you brought that up. Amelia deserves all of our rounds of applause because when I was being abused, I took it for 18 years, and I had three children. And I was beat down so bad that it took me forever to understand that I am worthwhile. And I made myself a promise when I got out of that relationship. I said, never again will anybody, man, woman, or alien, have that power over me. Because as long as they have the power, I am still a victim. And I refuse to be anybody's victim. And Amelia, yes, ma'am, at 21... You are absolutely amazing, my my friend, and you will only grow stronger as you get older because you have learned that the power is within you, and they cannot steal that power without your permission. Am I right, Garrett?
2: Yes, Absolutely, and, you know, I think – one of the most important things I hope that that came out of Amelia's experience, and certainly for all of us that have, that have heard her story and and been with been with her on this journey, um, is it is so important for you to not only keep your power but to share your stories in the world we live in today, especially where more and more people are sharing their stories. Um, it's critically important that people understand that they are not alone. As, as Sherry, Sherry read those statistics, if you're bullied, if you're being pushed around in any way, if you're being harassed, um, you're not alone, the, the statistics. Be, and you never have been. Um, the, whole, the world has not changed overnight. It hasn't become a more awful or horrible place. In, in point of fact, statistically speaking, there's never been a greater time on earth to be a human being than there is right now. The world and the, and the people in it have not changed. What has changed, though, is we now know about the things that happen to us. We're sharing our stories. We're sharing and communicating with our human community. And it's because of that that we can grow and evolve to whatever is next for us. Um, you know, it's, bullying has always been around. Uh, I know Amelia knows this, as, as, as I do. The, uh, the culture that we're a part of in, in pop culture and celebrating entertainment Um, it was a place where we were once very lonely people and now there are 200,000 of our closest friends that come to every event we go to because those same people like us, that were being pushed into lockers as teenagers. It turns out they they, they now run some small companies like Apple and Microsoft (laughs) and they rule the world. So um, it is, it's amazing. You know, kids who were reading comic books in, in junior high and high school, that were, you know, their, their older friends or their, their uh, athlete friends were picking on them and poking at them. Um, and now they're writing for companies like Marvel and they're putting movies together that draw in billions and billions of dollars. So you can grow from your experiences, but only if we collectively share and empower each other with the knowledge of what's going on around us. Because again, the, the world hasn't changed, if it's done anything, it's gotten better um you know statistically speaking, there are fewer deaths attributed to hunger, poverty, and war than ever before in human history as a percentage of the population. It's never been a better time to be a human being, but being a human being and becoming a better human being are sometimes two different things we don't have to accept and i'd
3: like I'd like to jump in there if i can if Absolutely. I, mean, mm-hmm. I don't want to be a I don't want to be a debbie downer here at this point. But we talk about, you know, how how wonderful it is to be a human being, and and the world has gotten better. But I got to tell you, behind closed doors and under the sheets, in cities all over and around this country, it's not a great time to be a woman, and or a little girl. And there's an awful lot of abuse that's going on because they're not have, feeling empowered. They're not feeling capable of saying. You know, well, no means no, and I say no, and you can't do this. It's happening anyway and because they don't know that they can stand up, and they don't realize that they can talk to someone because they're scared, because they've been manipulated and told they can't. And there are so many books that keep coming out every year about women who who suffered terribly and are only now today beginning to see that, they have some power and they can change. And still today, look at the news of all these little kids who have been taken and abused and then unfortunately killed, oh, or they come back and they're damaged and, and they stay damaged the rest of their lives because they didn't have anybody. They didn't know they could talk. They didn't understand that they could say no. And it's still going on, and, I, you know, I don't, I don't mean to, I'm not contradicting anybody, but Amelia no, 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 is that, Amelia is one in a hundred. She
2: set no, up, actually, and,
3: and she's that, a survivor, one, and she's making it happen, but there's
2: so many others no, out point, there. That, that point is actually exactly where I was going, uh, Sherry. Oh, Tom, I thank you for that. because like it, it, it's, No, no, that's exactly where I was going because the reality is just that. The reality is... That as wonderful a time on earth as as it may be, those things are happening. People are are cuddled up in the dark, curled up, feeling alone. Um, And it's it that's what makes sharing these stories and sharing these experiences so critical to us moving forward. Is we need to empower each other with our own stories, with our own pain, because that's what we do. We're, We're we're human beings are a community animal. We need to empower one another. We need each other to be empowered. And, you know, coming forward, the strong among us, Amelia coming forward and taking on her battle where all the world can see um, sets an example for every young girl out there. Um, And, you know, Sherry, you being here and Yvonne being here and, and sharing your stories and telling the world, don't be a victim. Be a survivor. And that is an important message that if we're not talking, there are too many people, again, as Sherry just said, too many people will curl up alone at night and think they're all alone and they will have these horrible things that have happened to them and they won't know how to empower themselves. And and, and that's everyone that, every time that happens, every life that's lost, every life that's changed or broken, that's on all of us because we didn't share Amen. our stories, because mm-hmm. we didn't empower each other.
1: And, and I want to, um, I'm so thinking like, of to love. Mm-hmm. I just to interrupt.
6: You Go to ahead. I, I just quickly to no,
1: just interrupt. interrupt. Please interrupt.
6: <laughs> I was going to say that I I agree with the point that it is nice now to have the stories out there. We used to work with uh, Scarlett Black. She had her own foundation for a little while. Well, she still does. But anyway, she was saying one of the biggest problems because she was even like on videotapes in the eighties because of her abuse. She was set up a, a charity sort of thing, and she even put people in her own home you know, when they were running away. But the point was that she was like, no one was out there to tell them that, hey, don't be embarrassed. This has happened to me too. You can come talk to me. She's like just trying to get them that first night to say anything, to be like, why did you run away? You know, just to get them to say anything, just to get them to go press charges was really, really hard. Mm -hmm. So that, the whole story thing is awesome. But then Mm -hmm. from my personal self, I did say my personal self. Did yeah, I you do my I'm not an author tonight, but anyway, for my <laughs> personal self, I'm sticking with it, y'all. Uh, I I have uh, been watched on Lifetime, so like, I was literally like dating someone and and I was engaged to them, and I was like, this is a Lifetime movie, and mm-hmm. people were like, it felt it feels like a Lifetime movie, and people were like, well, how? And I'm like, well, um, uh, it, it, just just watch, and they're like. I don't see anything. Because, you know, users are normally charming outside. They're just not so nice inside. But anyway, the thing is by like, hearing a story and then connecting the dots to where it fits in your life, I think that that's often a disconnect. Now, of course, you know, I'm going to go back and I'm going to praise a million <laughs> because she did
5: that. It, but there's the difference between knowledge and the wisdom?
6: Because yes. knowledge
5: is knowing it, and wisdom is knowing how to use it. And, the and knowledge wisdom that you have. is
1: the power. Wisdom is the power. And and I'm going back to what you said, Winona, is in that. Um, and and what Sherry said about Amelia, because for 18 years, I lived in a denial. I mean, okay, I knew it was going on because I was a part of it. But I always thought, well, if I don't do this and I don't do that or if I I behave this way or if I try to be perfect or if I stay out of his way or I don't open my mouth, then the beatings would not happen. Things would get better. And it didn't happen that way. It only got worse. It only escalated. So the key, back to what you just said, Winona, is once you start connecting the dots, then you have the courage. And courage, ladies and gentlemen, is being scared the hell to death and doing it anyway, you have the courage to leave. Even if you have to leave with the clothes on your back and the clothes on your children's back, you leave and you do not go back no matter how charming he is, no matter how much he promises, I'll never hit you again, I swear to God, I'll never hit you again. Whap! Don't do it. That be a fair statement, guys.
6: That yep. would. In fact, there's a statistic that uh, abused woman will leave, will go back three times. Yep, at least a minimum of three times before she actually loses, leaves a relationship. And I'm gonna stop talking because apparently I'm catching the whole I can't talk to these today. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> and
1: and and not only do does it take three times, but when they get a TRO And we all know TROs do not work When when a cop is called To a domestic call Which they hate Because they never know what's going to happen When they're called to a domestic Yeah, they'll go lock up the abuser And then the partner will go and bail them out Well, when they get bailed out They're already pissed off Because they got locked up So they're going to be even more pissed off When they get back And guess who they're going to take it out on
0: hmm so, ladies, person.
1: have the courage to leave. Number one, it's like Nona says, you're not alone. Connect the dots. If you have to do like Amelia did and you have to plan it out, be a victim long enough to plan it out and get the hell out and then be a survivor. Because not only are yes. you affecting your life, you're affecting the life of your children. And guess what? And all of these people on this panel will tell you, being a bully and being an abuser is generational. Am I correct?
3: Mm-hmm. It will have a tendency to follow you.
6: Mr. Garrett, that. See, and you honestly, that if you're nice, then it goes down to the next generation of other respecting and the power of no. So if niceness can be passed down, then obviously we're going to go it, with abuse can too. And then, yes, I'm out. I'm out. I'm finished. I'm sorry.
7: No, go in. ahead. Yes, I could, hey. ladies.
4: Something that, way really
7: did just, something that did just pop in my head. I think a lot of what showed me that I am able to do this, it's like I said, I'm a black belt in Zekwondo. It's not the fact that I know I have the martial arts skill. It's the people that taught me. Uh, Stuart and Julie Cunningham of Cunningham's Martial Arts back in Montana, as well as Troy Keckley, uh, showed me that I really can do whatever I want. There was a a tournament once where I'd been training and training, and I was the only one in my division that showed up. What? So I had to compete against the boys. I was the shortest. I was delighted, and I was sure I was the loop. I just want to go sure for
2: the record, Amelia, how, how, many of them, how many of them fellas did you just kick their butts? I mean, yeah. I, took,
7: I took first in all three competitions. Yay! Well, there girl. you go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and
7: I think it's because whenever I was at martial arts, it was reinforced that you can never control other people, but you can always control what happens to you. You can say Amen. no. You can Bravo. do this. You can do that. You are able to control your own life, and you are able to help other people. If Mr. Cunningham and Mrs. Cunningham had not pushed me as much as they did, I never would have become the martial arts instructor I was. I never would have helped Mr. Keckley teach his self-defense courses, where I proved to myself that even though I weigh 130 pounds, I'm able to throw a 200-pound thing across the room using momentum. It
1: does and not I think matter
7: that's... how big you are. It matters what method you use. Exactly.
1: And Sherry, mm-hmm. I'm going to come back to you. Let me play this last ad, and I'm going to come back to you because I know you have a bit of wisdom. Hold on, ladies and gentlemen, and we'll be back. We'll be right back with the our gang.
4: Former Boston PD Captain Stanford Carter and his wife, forensic scientist Jill Seacrest, have decided to move to the Big Apple to accept positions with the New York branch of the FBI. Rookie agent Shania Deeprose completes the Trinity as they collide head-on with raging and rampant social, political, and economic unrest amid a string of murders that seem unrelated and may be serial, copycat, thrill, or hate-driven. As they struggle to understand the mind and thought process of the orchestrators, killers, and victims, the team begins to wonder Who's who? The line between black and white, superior and subordinate, right and wrong, and good and evil disappears as they are forced to reevaluate their own thoughts, feelings, and philosophies. Ultimately, every character must come to their own conclusions to these questions. Is justice ever more important than the law? Is playing God justifiable if it's for the greater good of all? Come along for the ride to see if Agent Carter will decide to stick to. Being a hunter or become judge, jury, and executioner instead? Find the answers to these questions when you read the new book, The Killing Collective. The Killing Collective is a character-driven story with big characters with depth. They're soul-searching in addition to the biggest case of the agent's careers. The Killing Collective, available on Amazon in both Kindle and Paperback editions. Order your copy today.
1: We are back. This is off the chain. I am your host, Yvonne Mason, and our panel tonight is Garrett Palminster, Sage I, Dina Palminster, Amelia Poole, Sherry Rinsler, and Jaden Winona from the Andy Thought Ladies and we are having a hell of a talk about domestic abuse and violence. And Miss Sherry, continue with your thought, my dear.
3: I was just going to add that, again, Amelia shows that she is oh, one in a million and, and quite a role model, and I hope there are some little girls out there who are really listening and feeling the the opportunity that is there for them and that they can step forward. But I know from my personal things that happened to me is one reason why I went to work at a crisis assistance um, uh, center, and I worked with women who were trying to escape rape and abuse and and I kept hearing the same thing over and over again. I don't know how to get out. I don't know how to get out from under. How do I get away from him? And and it was the same thing we talked about, how they kept going back. Well, maybe this time it'll be different. You know, I I probably caused that to happen, so I, I need to go back and give him another chance. And eventually it was to get another chance to be beaten, to get another chance to be raped, to get another chance to see your kids beat to a pulp. I mean, you know, so... The thing that I discovered in working with abusers and victims, because that's what they were at the time, victims, was finding a way for them to feel strong enough to run. And that's the key. You have to feel like you can go, you can get away, you can talk to somebody. And there are people out there who will help you. And I think the biggest thing is when we stop looking away and we start saying, I see you, And I can help you. What can I do for you? What do you need? What are you afraid of? And we start asking questions and seeing people and helping people. We can make change and we can make a difference, just like those folks did for Amelia, just like folks did for me, just like so many others have been helped and are now coming forward. But we have to be able to see those people in the shadows, and we have to stand up and say, let me help
1: you. Amen. And and I want to I want to give a shout out to Sherry because she wrote a book called Breaking the Glass Slipper. And it's it was a memoir and it's a very poignant memoir. And and the reason I'm bringing it up is because it resonates so much with what we're talking about. And and the moral behind this memoir is no one else can give us happiness. There, There is no happily ever after with someone else. That happily ever after has to come from within ourselves. And when we are beat down, when we are bullied, and we, are, when we are in a domestic abuse relationship and we allow ourselves to continue to be victims, we cannot find that happily ever after. Garrett, would that be a proper statement?
2: Oh, my God, yes. Oh, yes. And, you know, I know we're coming down to the final half of our hour and a half, and uh, I, we have so many great, fantastic, creative guests here uh, on the show tonight that I, I just want to take one second to wax poetic for just a second um, because I think this is something that was shared with me as a young man, but I don't think it's shared with young women enough. My, uh, an author or a, a writer is a reader, and I grew up with the classics, and my favorite poet of all time is Tennyson. And so to all of you ladies, I would simply quote this from Tennyson, from Ulysses, when Odysseus returns home to find what humanity in his home has become, and it's become so much less than he remembered. And when you ladies look around at the fellows that you meet and when you are engaged in relationships, again, professional or romantic or friendships, and you find yourself abused, these words are, are something that have rung with me for 30 years. Though we are not now that which we were in olden days, that which we are, we are one equal temper of heroic hearts, made weak by time and fate, but strong in will, to strive, to seek, to find, and not to yield. Amen. Not to yield, because we okay. do not I yield.
1: An amen from the congregation. Uh, amen. <laughs> I got chill pumps. <laughs> I had forgotten about that by Tennyson. I love it. Garrett, that is perfect. That is an absolutely perfect way to start winding uh, the show down.
2: Ladies, I, I would like to. Can I? If I can interject one more time, yes. I have a very. I have a very very special guest here, uh, who knows that Miss Amelia is on the line, and he would like to say hello. Pass Mike, Michael. Would you like to say hello to Miss Amelia?
0: Uh-huh. Go ahead. Hello. Hi,
7: Michael. How are you doing, dear? Good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see you, you on it, Saturday.
2: I'm gonna see you on Saturday. Mhm.
7: Uh-huh. Yep. See you Saturday, Michael. Have a nice uh-huh. night. I'm going to be the Joker. You're gonna be the Joker? I'm gonna be Catwoman. Yeah. We should get some photos. Ooh.
2: Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, buddy. Yeah. Off to bed that thank you, ladies very much.
1: That was perfect. <laughs> that was absolutely perfect, okay, so what I want to do now, we are in the last few minutes of the show, and I know Sherry needs to go because her husband's probably standing on his ear spending spend <laughs> time with me spend time with me. so Sherry, give your final thoughts for the evening and um wind it start winding us down. I can't talk.
3: Okay, now I'm going to wind down by giving you a very short poem. I'm going to follow suit there on Tennyson, although it's a hard act to follow. Um, I wrote a book called The Book of Now. And in The Book of Now, I have a whole chapter on abuse. And there's some things in there about domestic violence and international slavery. But I'm going to leave this one to you about children. And it's called Bruised Poetry. People slap around words and call it love or a poem. Blending their anger with angst or excuses and blame. I watch from the shadows, pretending the purpling bruise is the purple prose that wins me the favor I've yet to know or forgiveness. Will today be the day? Will I find glory in pretty, praised words when moments before you shamed my sexuality as anti-poetry? What is poetic license if I have none except on paper? If poetry is life, then when do I find the words to live? And that's what we have to do. We have to find the words to live.
1: Wow. Okay, Winona. Well, uh, Follow that one, Winona.
5: <laughs> I would normally do. Uh, I would normally
6: tell one about the the lovely poem, but instead, ha, 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 ha. and Jade provided a lovely poem. Go figure. Because Jade is awesome. She's an awesome assistant. <laughs> <laughs> but I honestly don't want to do this one. Oh. I really just wanted to tell everyone that when they look around and they see that um, they're the person that they're going to share their life with or the person they are sharing their life with or mm-hmm. their business with is the person that you feel unworthy to be around, then there's something wrong. And I'm going to steal Jay's words. Actually, I'm not going to steal them. Jay, go ahead. Tell them about the first relationship. Oh.
5: The first relationship, you guys, is with yourself. So you have to love yourself. And if there's someone that's making you not love yourself, then you're not honoring the first relationship in your life. Because you cannot love anything or anybody, or just anything, if you do not love yourself.
6: Last bit was a hey. bit of a plug, so I wanted to say that, you guys, please, if you get a chance, support charities that support people who are anti-bullying or that are against domestic violence. Or more importantly, that once the person leaves, they proceed to help them rebuild themselves so they don't want to return for that fourth, fifth, or sixth time.
1: Miss Amelia, and it's I'm your done.
5: turn.
1: Yes, you're on.
5: No, we're done.
1: I, I told Miss Amelia she was on. It's oh. her turn. Oh, hi. Um,
7: <laughs> I zoned out. I'm not going to lie to you. It's a little late. <laughs> My job usually starts at like 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I'm well, going to take my leave I of
7: say, everyone,
3: and if that's okay. And I'm just going yes. to say thank you for allowing me to be a part of this very August company. I'm very honored to talk with these other ladies. And you too, Garrett. You've just been a joy and an inspiration. And I'm so proud that you're being the kind of father who's setting the right kind of example. It just makes my heart just happier than you know. And it was a really pleasure meeting you other ladies. I hope that I will see you online. And Yvonne, I love you and thank you so much.
1: I love you, too, darling, and and we have a show to do not too far in the distant future.
3: Coming up in April.
1: Yep. See you then.
3: Okay. Good night, everyone.
1: Good night, baby. Okay, Amelia, in two minutes or less, give your take on what advice you would give someone who's being bullied or abused.
7: Pick your family.
1: Absolutely.
7: I would... I really have
1: realized
7: even before this happened that my greatest means of support aren't my blood relatives by any means your greatest means of support are going to be the, the family that you choose, the family that you let in your life whether it be a martial arts instructor or your best friend or a lover or insert here
1: Excellent. Pick your family because sometimes Pick your the family, family because sometimes don't be ashamed the family, to
7: own what you've done.
1: Right, because sometimes the family you're born with is not the family that you need. Exactly. So I will be bringing all of these lovely people back, ladies and gentlemen, because I want to talk more to Amelia about cosplay and we can compare notes on martial arts because I, too, have taken martial arts, and that was one of the things that empowered me. And I want to bring the Andy Thought ladies back so we can talk more about what they do. And, of course, Garrett is always up for a, an interview. He just, he loves to come and play co-host with me, him and his gang. I sure I do. Garrett.
2: I really do. I truly do. Thank you, guys. Ladies, tonight was a true privilege and an honor. Thank you for letting me be a part of it.
1: Oh, and it wouldn't have been a party without you. What are you talking about? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> See, even Sage says it Yeah, it's it's not a party without Garrett And, And Sherry will be with me in April And then I will not be on the rest of the week Because I am taking a few days off I think that I need it But I will be back on Wednesday night And our guest will be author Carrie Vale On Thursday night, Virginia Johnson Who is an author and a PR person On Friday night, author Miranda Lynn Um, On Saturday night, author Lindsey Downs, and then the last Wednesday night of the month, we will have Colin Martin on here. And, Garrett, you probably want to come play on that one because he is also a member of the Church of Satan. (laughs) (laughs) That's on the 28th. Have fun. Yeah. We have fun when we have those, those lovely folks. So the purpose of this show tonight, ladies and gentlemen, was to educate to understand and to advise that the person that you want to be tomorrow is not necessarily the person you are today and the difference between the two is what you do differently if you're bu- if you were you were being bullied or your children are being bullied it needs to be discussed. A plan of action needs to be put in place. If you're in a relationship that is less than stellar, and, no, I'm not talking about the occasional dust-up. I'm not talking about fist cuffs either. I'm talking about disagreements because we all have them. It's it's normal in a relationship. But if, if the person in your relationship calls you stupid or hits you the first time, leaves, Because it will happen again. And what will happen is one of two things. Well, one of three things. Your children will become abusers or bulliers. More than likely, you will be killed because that is their power. And when you try to take your power back, they will try to kill you. More women are killed in domestic violence relationships than in rapes or drive-by murders. It's just the way it is. So get out of it. Get your power back. Be a power source for your children because they are defenseless. And and what I say at the end of the show, and, and all these guys, I want to thank you all so, so much for spending an hour and a half with me. You all don't know how honored I am. Winona, Jade, Amelia, Garrett, and, and Sherry, it. it It's an honor to be able to talk about this taboo subject in an open forum and reach 100 different countries, and we're probably now at 130,000 listeners when you add all the podcasts. And and I appreciate you all so much, and I want to tell you all, that we are heard on iHeartRadio I now. We're heard on iTunes and YouTube and TuneIn Radio and FM.com and SoundCloud and MixCloud and Spreaker and Podcast, Podcast.com, Podcast Garden, and Stitcher. So if we can save one life, if we can help one child understand that they have power Then we have done something great, and I appreciate y'all so much, and I don't want y'all hanging up when the show goes dark because I have some instructions for you. But that being said, ladies and gentlemen, don't just feel special. Do like Amelia and, and Winona and Sherry and I, be special. Because if you just feel special, that can be stolen from you. But if you look at yourself in the mirror every morning, you say, I am special. I am important. I am worthwhile. That is what you will be. And like I said, the difference between who you are today and who you want to be tomorrow is what you do. So if you want to be somebody different tomorrow, change what you do today. And if you want to achieve greatness, please stop asking permission because nobody's going to give it to you because nobody wants you to get above them In that area, they're happy in their mediocrity And they want to keep you down there with them Your smile is your logo Your personality is your business card And the way that you leave others feeling After having had that experience with you Ladies and gentlemen, that is your trademark People will forget your name They will forget what you look like They will forget what you're wearing But they will never, ever, ever Forget how you made them feel And I don't know about my panel But I know how they made me feel tonight They made me feel enlightened They made me feel special Because I am special (laughs) And they made me feel like That if somebody were to try to mistreat me That all I would have to do is reach out And as the song says I'll be there Right guys? Of course Amen Mm
5: -hmm. Yes ma'am we would write them a very strongly worded letter for you
1: There you go
2: <laughs> So
0: um,
1: I want to thank all of y'all I want to thank my listening audience Our listening audience Because like I said this is not my show This is y'all's show And I appreciate Each and every one of you From the bottom of my heart And I don't care if you live in Kathmandu or if you live in Russia or Japan or Korea or the Philippines or Zimbabwe or New Guinea or Australia or New Zealand or Europe. And these are the countries that listen to us. I don't care where you live, ladies and gentlemen, or even in the good old USA. You are worthwhile. Women, you are empowered. Teach your daughters to be empowered. Teach your sons to be empowered. Let men be men. Let women be women, but do it with respect. Garrett, am I right on that?
2: Yes, ma'am. Absolutely.
1: Because I'm going to tell you what. These children are our future, and without them, we have no future. Does anybody in the last 30 seconds have any quick pearls of wisdom?
2: I think you've asked it all up. You know, I just want one one moment to say uh, in the words of uh, a very wonderful gentleman uh, in his 90s, I got to talk to uh, comic artist Alan Bellman, who had only one piece of wisdom for anybody who was listening, and that is please, please, everyone, just be good to each other.
1: Amen. So with that, I'm going to say thank you all for listening to Off the Chain. This is your host, Yvonne Mason, with my panel, Garrett, Minister Sage, I, Deanna, Minister Amelia Poole, Sherry Rensler has already left us, and the wonderful ladies of Andy Thought ladies, Winona, and Jade. And until next Wednesday night, we say good evening, and we're always off the chain here. Okay, we are off the air, but anything y'all know that we say will show up in the archive show. But I wanted to let, for those of y'all that have never been on my show before, as soon as we get off, the show will archive. Once it archives, I'm going to put the link up on my page. I'm going to tag everybody on it. And then I want you all to take this show, and I want you to run with it. Put it everywhere. Winona and Jay, put it on your site. Put it everywhere. Amelia, put it everywhere. Garrett knows to put it everywhere. Sherry will put it everywhere. Let's get this show out there. Then tomorrow, maybe tomorrow evening, before I get it up um, on the five uh, podcasts that I put it on, which is SoundCloud and MixCloud, Spreaker, Podcast dot com and Podcast Garden, and from there it goes up to iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio FM dot com, iTunes, and Stitcher, and it's showing up on um, podcasts that I'm not putting it up on. A third party's putting it up on other podcasts, so we are heard everywhere on the internet now. Okay. So if y'all will okay. take this and run with it, I think that we've got something going here.
2: Yes ma'am
1: And Winona and Jade I want y'all to come back and do a show with me If y'all will We got to get y'all set up Um, Let me know what dates in August Is good for y'all I know y'all are busy busy ladies And Miss Amelia I want you to come back And talk about cosplay And and all that Because I know that there's a, a big audience Out there for it And to be perfectly honest I was not that educated in it until Garrett told me about you, and then I started looking, and it, it's role-playing, basically, right? Kind of. It's it's playing with the
7: uh, – I don't really care where you get your costumes from. The, the fun for me comes from making all of my own stuff and really just showing, use, using your costumes to dress up and show your passion and show your love for – different stories that have really impacted you, whether they be told through video games, books, movies, comics, TV shows,
1: Ooh. anything. See, and, of course, Garrett's going to come back, and he's going to co-host with me. Garrett, Garrett's a regular Anytime. on the show here.
2: <laughs> Anytime, Yvonne. It's, it's always a pleasure.
1: All right. I'm going to let you all go and enjoy the rest Bye. of your evening. Sweetheart and thank y'all so much For for spending Valentine's Day With me for an hour and a half Y'all don't know how much I appreciate it And thank you for your wisdom And Amelia thank you for your courage
7: Thank you everyone for your support
1: Hey
2: honey I got flying
1: monkeys and I don't mind Sending them out
2: (laughs) Trust me (laughs) Amelia we'll see you On Saturday over at Bartow See you Saturday
1: and yes, Winona ma'am. and Jade can't wait to listen to your um little um seminar you're gonna be doing give a give a shout out for that one. oh I guess they already hung up Winona and J- we already lost Winona and Jade they already hung up but they, are, be- they
2: are, <laughs> uh, just, just so that you have it in the archives uh Yvonne they are doing um the um uh it's a, it's, a, it's a women's seminar, Women in Arts and Entertainment, and um, uh, among the many women who will be talking will be uh, our own beloved Sage and Dina. We'll be chatting via Skype. Um, but they're going to be, and uh, the renowned uh, author and uh, television producer Stephanie Duell will also be talking. Um, so there's going to be some fantastic creative women at their conference. Uh, it's the Inspiration Women in Literature Conference. Um, and it is going on um, in March 2018, and uh, in, where is it here? Um, I know it's out in California, I'm not sure where, but you can find them at andwethought.com forward slash conference, and you can find out all about the conference. It's a fantastic thing going on, and and, uh, we've been excited to be a part of it since we met the ladies, and and they are an amazing group of women. And as, as,
1: this whole panel has been amazing. So with that, mm-hmm. I'm going to say I will talk to you all later, and I'll get this up, and then you all just share it like crazy.
2: You got it, ma'am. Thank, Thank you, Yvonne. Have, Have a, a wonderful
1: night. You too, Amelia. And, and honey, I'm only an hour and a half south of you, so if you need me, you just come south, honey, and I I got your back.
7: What,
6: what area See? are you
1: in? I am Fort St. Lucie.
7: Oh, I've been there a couple of times, do you?
1: Yes, and you just come by the house and we'll have coffee. We'll do we'll, it. We'll I'll get my I mean, I already work at Starbucks, so. Well, there you go. <laughs> 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 All right, go and have a good evening, honey. Night night, Yvonne. Night
7: night. Sure.
1: I think he's gone too. It's just me and you. Oh, and he's gone
7: too. Me. Okay.
1: <laughs> good
0: night, honey. <laughs> night night.